Yonder, Chapter 13, Down to Business Jim Bob turned to walk up the stairs, but Tubbs waved him into the office they had first visited when entering the house. He'd followed Tubbs, and the double doors were closed behind him. A heavy silence hung in the air, punctuated by a group of blue jays arguing outside in the trees. I think a comfortable chair is hard to find. Tubbs stared at the large mahogany desk with its back to the front windows. Give the chair behind that desk a try. It's not comfortable for my own bones. Jim Bob shyly moved behind the desk and rolled the big leather chair out and gingerly sat. He felt as if he had sneaked into the Oval Office to sit in the President's chair. The three bears came to mind as he decided this chair wasn't too big or too small. It was just right. He was enveloped with the aroma of leather and something else that had a smoky smell to it. The chair and desk seemed to have an aroma of campfire and black tea. Jim Bob was mesmerized by the aromas, the softness of the leather chair, and the groves of trees visible through the floor-to-ceiling windows. Should I leave you three alone, or are you able to talk? Tubbs smiled and took a seat in one of the two wood and leather armchairs facing the front of the desk. I always believed these chairs had a better view, but the view out the side windows is much better than the front window. Jim Bob came back from his smoke and leather experience and looked out the side window of the room. A large pond was visible in the distance with what appeared to be a gazebo on an island in the middle of the pond. Ducks and geese were visible paddling around in the water and a great blue heron waited along the near shore catching minnows. Again, Jim Bob became lost in the scene sitting in that chair. His mind kept finding escapes from the reality of the fire, his family, and this mysterious place. Tubbs cleared his throat with his left fist against his lips. Lapsang Suchong. He seemed to spit the words. Did you just speak Japanese or Chinese, Tubbs? The aroma you detect from the desk and chair, in addition to leather and lemon oil, is a tea named Lapsang Suchong. The desk was made for the original owner in the late 1700s from the remains of the hold of a ship owned by a tea merchant. The original owner of this house, plantation, and that desk commissioned it to be built because he was a big fan of Lapsang Suchong tea. Would you like to try it? Tubbs waited for a reply with raised eyebrows. Maybe I should sit somewhere else, and yes, I would love to try it. You just happen to have some on hand? Jim Bob started to stand up and move around the desk. At ease, Gunny. Tubbs stood and moved to the back of the room and studied the books on the bookshelf at the back of the room near the outside windows. He put his hands on the head of a panda statue on the center shelf and pulled forward. The panda's head rotated forward, but the base of the statue remained in place. Jim Bob heard a latch click and a door released from the bookshelf. Tubbs entered and remained a few minutes before exiting and leaving the door open. Clearly visible through the door was a small kitchenette with a glass electric kettle on the counter. Soon he could hear the water in the kettle warming up and bubbling. Tuz returned to the kitchenette and turned off the kettle. He emerged with two Nescafe globe mugs with tea bag strings dangling out the side and set each steaming cup on a thirsty stone coaster on the desk before taking a seat. You have to watch that electric kettle. It'll boil quicker in the wind and scald the tea. Tubbs sat back, crossing his legs and forming an A with his hands and fingers as he studied Jim Bob. Jim Bob furrowed his brow, processing the last several minutes in this room with Tubbs. 
He had a nervous excitement in his thoughts, but wasn't sure why. The long curtains fluttered at the windows with the blast of cold air from the central air. Spirals of fine soot jumped from the bottom of the fireplace, centered in the back wall. Tubbs sat silent and still waiting. Tendrils of steam were visible dancing on the cups of tea, reminiscent of the northern lights Jim Bob had seen in Iceland, swirling and dancing in the air. Jim Bob realized he wasn't breathing and took a deep, cleansing breath that relaxed him into the leather chair. Tubbs stood and slid a cup of tea in Jim Bob's direction and held the other gingerly as he sat back down. Tubbs closed his eyes as he raised the cup to his nose and breathed in the steam. I've always loved a crackling fire on a cold winter night along with a hot cup of black tea. Earl Grey was always my preference, but this puts it all in one cup for me to enjoy. With that, Tubbs took a small slurp of tea and let out his breath. Ah, a puff of steam preceded his breath. Jim Bob likewise took a sip of tea and closed his eyes savoring the flavor. He took another breath and the tension seemed to drain from his mind and body. Tubbs and Jim Bob sat in silence, eyes closed, taking in the smells and sounds of the fall afternoon. Tubbs finally opened his eyes and rose from his chair to walk to the floor-to-ceiling window behind the desk. He flipped a latch and pushed the giant French doors open to the outside. The smell of wood and dry leaves floated in on the breeze. Jim Bob could now hear the rustle of the remaining dry leaves on the oaks and pecans rattling in the breeze. Tubbs returned to his seat, closed his eyes, and took another sip of tea. Neither said a word for several minutes as the sounds and smells of the plantation's grounds filled the room. Tubbs couldn't hold it any longer. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Tubbs' gravely voice seemed to emphasize the importance of his words. Paul wrote that in Romans 1.20. Tubbs seemed to choke out the words through invisible tears. After a few minutes, Tubbs quietly cleared his throat, took another slurping sip of tea, and cast his gaze on Jim Bob. Tubbs stood and walked to the side window facing the lake. He took another slurping sip of tea and exhaled. You still have questions for me? Trusting the Lord with all my heart, Jim Bob quoting part of Proverbs 3.5. Brooklyn Tabernacle's been playing in my head the last minute or so. My life is in your hands. He continued to sip his tea. Tubbs' back pocket vibrated and then the theme from the Beverly Hillbillies rang loud and clear. He pulled his phone from the pocket and answered the call. Yep, he's right here. Give him a call. Jim Bob's phone rang and the caller ID read, Jimmy. He took another slow sip of tea and answered it. Hey, Jimmy. I just heard. Y'all all right? Man, the family must be devastated. Anything I can do to help? Family's fine. Tub's taking good care of us. Family seems to be all right about the fire, which is strange. We covered your prayers and I appreciate your concern. Tell Tubbs I'll understand if we don't meet tonight. Let's get started next week. Love you and your family, Jim Bob. I know you've never heard that from me, but it's about time I tell people how I feel. Ring me if you need me. The call ended. I heard Jim Bob. Can we talk about this tomorrow? Let heart and soul rest and all will be answered in good time. You best check on your family. Annie and Mary Alice have been talking and praying in the basement. 
They're probably wondering where we are and how we're doing. Let's go alleviate their worry. Tubbs took Jim Bob's empty cup and rinsed both cups out in the kitchenette sink before silently leaving the office. There was a gentle tap on the door and Freddy peeked in wearing a shy grin. Jim Bob waved him in with a smile. Freddy, Missy, Prissy, and Lily all walked in and began checking out the room. Dad, this is the office you've always said you wanted. Are these books real? I don't know, Freddy. They seem to be. You're right. When I close my eyes, the room has been in my dreams. Jim Bob walked to each of the girls and gave them a bear hug, lingering just long enough to whisper, I love you, into each ear. Dad, this place is like gone with the wind. I keep expecting Mammy to come around the corner in a minute and scold me. Prissy walked around the room studying and touching the fabrics and textures of the room. She was barefoot and continually scrunched her toes in the area rug that covered most of the hardwood floor. This is a silk tabrise on the floor. It must have cost a fortune. She lifted a corner and studied the clarity of the pattern on the back of the rug. Wow was all she could muster at seeing the clear pattern and fine knots on the back of the rug. Missy stepped to the center of the room and announced, Campfire! Prissy, Freddie, and Lily joined her. Dad, you can join us if you like. Missy waved him over to join them and the circle opened to make a spot for Jim Bob. Freddie, you're up. Missy then bowed her head as did all of the Owens children. Jim Bob was humbled to be part of their campfire. Freddie shuffled his feet a bit before beginning. It's us again, Lord, around the campfire. We pray for your presence in our midst. We're uncertain about the fire, uncertain about the future, and uncertain where we are and why. Freddie paused a minute to gather his thoughts before continuing. Lord, help us to have the heart and mind of Paul to forget the past and strain to obtain the prize. Help us to remember it is never about me, but it is about Christ in me. We love you, Lord, because you loved us first. Amen. Dad, I smell smoke. Freddie looked at Jim Bob with slight alarm in his voice. Jim Bob invited Freddie to take a seat in the leather chair behind the desk. As Freddie took his seat, he glanced under the desk and caught sight of faded Chinese characters beneath the center drawer on the front panel of the desk. The three girls had gathered at the front of the desk, watching Freddie's expression. Freddie fell to his knees and crawled under the desk. Dad, there are some faded Chinese characters on the wood under here. Any ideas? Lily moved behind the desk and dropped to her knees to join Freddie. Lily gasped. Dad, there are Chinese characters, and it smells smoky under here. Lily and Freddie stood and looked to their dad, since dads always know answers to impossible questions. All I know is what Tubbs shared with me. Jim Bob shared the history of the desk with the Owens children and waited for their response. Groovy! Lily seemed to shout a little too loudly. Never thought I would find a place to use that word, but it seems to fit here. Missy leaned both hands on the desk and leaned toward her father. What do we know about this place, and what are we doing here? Anything else you can share, Dad? Jim Bob held both hands out and shrugged his shoulders. Tubbs has promised to fill me in tomorrow. He wants us to relax, rest, and get our minds around the fire. When I know, you'll know. Maybe your mother will know more after talking with Annie. Prissy traced patterns in the rug with her right foot while looking around the room. We can only hope. Anybody for a walk around the grounds? She headed out the open door behind the desk, followed by the rest of the Owens children. Jim Bob closed the floorless ceiling door and stared after the children as they rounded the corner of the house toward the pond he had seen. He sat down behind the desk and watched his heart walk off toward the pond. The smell of campfire and smoke filled his heart and mind.
<sighs> Jim Bob sank into the leather chair and without thinking put his feet up on the desk and closed his eyes.